Hi everyone. I am feeling so inspired today, so I felt called to record this episode tonight. I've been wanting to release at least one episode per week so I can create more consistency for myself and whoever's listening so you know when I'm releasing episodes, but I'm still new to this, so I'm literally just flowing, and when I feel like a topic keeps coming up in my brain, I start building up things I want to say, and then I record an episode, and it feels super natural for me right now and less forced as I'm getting more acquainted, Um, so for right now, I'm kind of just doing whatever the heck I want, and not to mention figuring out how to do all this, build a website and a business while working a full-time job, making enough time for rest and still enjoying my life is not as easy as it looks, but I'm here for it. Um, But yeah, I just launched my website last week, so check that out if you haven't yet. It's mollyhealthcoach.com. I also just did some rebranding Um, which actually came all to me yesterday. And I wanted to share this little like side story. Um, The past few months, I felt a little restless, but in the process of learning to embrace kind of all the seasons of life, I've allowed myself to not only physically rest more and take better care of myself and really observe my intuition and allow it to teach me. I noticed that when I'm like, speculating or exploring a new idea if I have to call upon other people for a ton of advice and like ask for everyone's opinions about what I should be doing it's not usually what's best for me and when I'm interested in something that's truly going to benefit me I I feel it in my soul and I immediately know so deeply within that it's just the right thing the words flow better the ideas stream into my consciousness with more ease and I don't really need a lot of outside opinions and that's how kind of this feels right now for me but with that being said I felt this like shift approaching for a while now and I was feeling a bit flat yesterday for no specific reason so I went home and cooked myself a nice meal and sat on my bed because I have no seating in my studio yet (laughs) and I looked out my window and there was a brand new billboard that was just put up and it said brand yourself before others do and I was like huh like I didn't really think I would put a brand on myself or what I was working on but It's kind of been in the back of my mind, like a lot of people do that, but I don't really know what that would have been for me. So I was just like, oh, whatever, continue to eat my food. And um, I've been practicing really centering myself when I'm eating and I shifted into a full present mode. I put my phone away and I was being super mindful of each bite and absorbing and noticing all the textures and flavors and appreciating myself for nourishing my body. And in that moment, because that's what I've been really tuning into, this idea hit me like an effing train. Soul eats first. Like your soul eats first. Soul before food. And I can't even describe to you how well these three words encompass everything that I've been trying to put into words for months and I've honestly had some major breakthroughs recently with my own mental health and outlook not only my 
on my physical body, but food-wise, nutrition, my health, my intentions, and what I'm truly here to experience in order to benefit myself and to be of service to others. And it's a weird feeling because I could easily tell myself, well, how are people going to want to be mentored by me, mentored by me, when I'm just now realizing all of these things myself? But I recognized that that's the most profound part of it all, in my opinion. I am just as human as anyone else, and I'm here to be a, a relatable being and source and a safe presence for people to heal just like I am right now. And for others to understand that we are all real life humans who experience all of these shifts and self-doubts and waves of feeling good for a few days and then maybe a day where you feel gloomy but that's just me and that's everyone else around us so to me becoming self-aware means that you begin to expose that inner critic and your ego and your inner child's needs and just what your soul craves and In my mind, that comes down to a collective desire to feel loved and nurtured and feel like you're being of service. So you're doing the work, and when you're doing the work, that is accompanied by the ebbs and flows, and I'll say that a million times if I have to. Like, you don't need to feel good all the time. It's just not possible, really. Um... And it's so powerful to just acknowledge the thoughts in your brain and allow them allow them to surface so they can be healed. And that is what I'm doing, you know? And through all of this, I realize that it's the soul that needs to eat first. And it's come to me because through this program that I'm in, Um, A lot of what we talk about and what is discussed is that it's more about the primary foods in your life, like your home environment, your friendships, your work environment, um, your creative side. All of those things are so much more important than like the food on your plate, you know, and like with this self-healing journey that I'm going through, I resorted to becoming so obsessed or like you know diving so deeply into the nutrition side of things and like realizing that nothing was being healed (laughs) um it's it's so much more than than just food and that has a lot to do with body image and it's like okay if you want to look a certain way to feel a certain way you need to do the inner work as well as nourishing your body with the proper food Um, and to me, like the way someone radiates when they truly love themselves and respect their bodies is one of the most sincerely attractive qualities that I can think of. And it's really difficult to do, but let me tell you, I have genuinely felt a glimpse of true radical love for my existence and my physical body recently. And it's accessible to every single being on this planet and that's why I want to talk about this because I want to break down some of the things 
that I've tried and failed at and resonated with and breakthroughs and setbacks that allowed me into this glimpse of feeling, you know, radically in love with my body and my existence. And boy, do I want to start mentoring people one-on-one with this. I cannot wait for my first client. So if you know anyone that's like interested in any of this, I am so ready I have so much to get, so much love to give, truly, truly. Um, but I, I wanted to add in this little story of um, this. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, it's so loud. Um, this one little story that someone that lectured in my program shared, and it was referencing all the way back to the journey of. Mr. Christopher Columbus (laughs) and it sounds silly but it's such an interesting perspective to me for the wellness world that we are leaning towards as a society at least from what I see and the people in place that I'm in or the people that I'm surrounded by and the place that I'm in people's eyes are opening up to the truth of the industries and finally realizing that wellness lies within your capabilities and actions, not external forces or the media with all their little ads and products for the next best thing to make you beautiful or to have the perfect body shape according to the societal standards that are ultimately made up by just conditioning our brains to thinking that we're not perfect because we all are perfect beings um so the little story is like before christopher columbus embarked on his journey to basically see if the planet you know was not flat he could only convince the people that were in jail at the time to go with him on his ship because everyone else thought that they would fall off the edge of the earth and the people that were already in jail and you know had nothing had no life Um, They had nothing to lose. And Christopher Columbus saw this whole new world out there. And he was like, I'm going to go discover it. And he saw this as truth. And he had an un... He he did not doubt himself. And... um, But it was was scary. I I mean, I wasn't there, but (laughs) obviously. But... um, Anyway, sometimes we're speaking to people and we're trying to tell them that and people as in people like me or people in the wellness world or whoever it is, we see this whole new reality out there of wellness and finding peace and balance within yourself and that that's accessible to everyone. But since we are all used to living in a fear-based mindset, Some people are unwilling to explore it because they're afraid of leaving their comfort zone. And, um, but it's all about, you know, how can we benefit the collective? But this to me correlates so well to the wellness world because there are so many different like modern practitioners in this field. And what I mean by that is modern, I guess, modernized ways of doing new techniques with ancient practices that or if they're doing the ancient practices they're just becoming more widely known and appreciated right now I think um 
such as like naturopaths, herbalists, Reiki practitioners, health coaches, life coaches, um, people teaching breath work and other mindfulness practices. And I know these are obviously not new to the world, but especially in America, a lot of people only know Western medicine. And um, so these other healing modalities have kind of been put to the back burner and not discovered as widely as they should have. Um, and these new practices that people are discovering that are healing are literally like the uncharted lands and that we now know or we're discovering how therapeutic and restorative these practices are, like the modern Christopher Columbus's. <laughs> like, I know that these new ways of doing things and finding balance within yourself it's like this is the whole world this is the whole new world like come with me to see the beauty you are whole and you are love and you deserve to be healed and you deserve to feel energized and confident in your own skin without all the material things and makeup and I don't know all the things that make you feel like you need to be something in order to feel worthy. Um, So what I feel like I've noticed in my experience is that there are a lot of people utilizing these ancient practices or modernized versions of that and taking health into their own hands. And um, these are the people that may have not ever heard of these practices oh wait back it up what am i saying um one second i'm so sorry there's so much road noise and it completely distracted me but restarting that thought what i've noticed is that there are the people that are currently utilizing these ancient practices or modernized versions of that taking health into their own hands, you know. And then there are people that may have not ever even heard of these practices. And then there are people that have heard of this new age lifestyle but don't know how to go about implementing it into their own life, which I feel like the third category is the majority, just based off my experience. And... What I'm here to kind of explain is that a lot of these things um, within all of these practices, you can implement yourself immediately if you wanted to. Breath work, learning a meditation practice that works for you, practicing conscious eating, waking up and saying positive affirmations to yourself, drinking more water, eating more cleansing and nourishing foods, getting enough sleep. It's all at your disposal. And... I do always feel comfortable kind of doing this disclaimer, addressing that um, there are certain mainstream practices like yoga classes and investing an absolutely exorbitant amount of time in the morning for yourself, for self-care. And this is sometimes not feasible for people that have two, two jobs or are tied on money. But if you're like me, like I was in college when I started discovering all of this and I was kind of balling on a budget and, um, but I'm also sure if you're listening to this, you are a living, breathing human and you can start breath work 
or a meditation or a gratitude practice or affirmations. Like these things are free and they're completely at your disposal and you have full control over this. Um, It just takes some open-mindedness and willingness to learn with a beginner's mindset and just knowing that you have access to these um, wonderful practices. Um, And also knowing that they're meant for our experience. They date back hundreds of thousands of years and they have research behind them and it just starts with a conscious decision and dedication to living a more holistic lifestyle and honoring the physical human body that your soul exists in. Um, And for me, being someone who was subjected or is still, I'm, I'm not, you know, exempt. I'm still learning and struggling and learning and struggling and learning, you know, subjecting, subject, being subjected to the media and comparison culture and becoming obsessed with how my body was supposed to appear to others. Um, I get it. I know that this journey is difficult, but you have, you have time, like you have time to process and learn and it is so worth it. Um, but yeah, I'll say it a million times. I'm not healed by any means. I'm just someone talking about all of this because I'm learning and I'm working on myself 24 seven healing and actively choosing to honor myself even when I feel like I'm feeling set back and I have those days where I feel dim and bleak and then I come back to myself and create space for those emotions that I'm experiencing I feel through them now and I get to the bottom of them and I have many breakthroughs and it's just a part of doing the work for yourself but Anyway, this zigzaggy journey has led me, you know, learning about certain things and voluntarily obsessively limiting myself from foods to avoid the possibility of looking a certain way that didn't meet my standards or my perception of people's standards for me. And I kind of say that vaguely because I've gone through so many different phases of what I wanted my body to look like that the specifics to that really don't matter to what I'm saying right now. The bigger picture is what matters. Um, A lot of women in our society want to be skinnier or more toned or whatever it is. So they restrict from certain foods to achieve the appearance that they want. And um, by all means, there are definitely healthy and mindful limitations to keep into consideration as a part of mindful eating, such as like, for me, I cut back on refined sugar because I know the detrimental health effects that it has long-term or limiting your alcohol intake, or if you're vegan, to cut out meat and you know dairy for ethical reasons or just personal preference. Those are those are healthy limitations if they feel right for you. But that's what makes wellness so bio-individual. Like for me, I was cutting out so many things that I was not left with a whole lot of satisfying foods to eat. And I think I mentioned this in my last episode, but it was like the funnel effect. At least I like to call it that. 
learning so much about the things that make people sick, you know, like hydrogenated oils, sugar, the toxins in plastic Tupperware, like um, the harmful food dyes in processed foods, um, toxins in the air and fluoride in our water and all the things and it backed me into a corner of fearing just about everything that wasn't a literal whole food and tying this all together what made what has made the most significant positive effect on my physical and mental well-being is to surrender and Stop restricting so much and enjoy life's pleasurable foods. And the soul eats first, people. If you're if you're sitting, okay. If you're sitting with a bowl of salad in front of you with barely any dressing cuz you're counting calories and there's no protein, no fat, no good yummy hearty satisfying foods, you're just not going to be very attracted to it. And I'm speaking from experience. It's just not going to be that appetizing. And here's what happens. Then your body says, well, that doesn't even look like food. So you're going to chew. You're, you're going to chew. And your brain isn't even going to really tell you to salivate because it's not appealing. And your saliva is actually what begins the emulsification process of breaking down your food. And without your saliva, you're probably not thoroughly chewing each bite and taking time to taste all the flavors that probably aren't even there. What you end up with is basically an unchewed bite of food that skipped the first part of your digestion and goes straight to your stomach. And this causes a whole cascade of adverse effects. Um, Your stomach knows how to break down the food when it's already in little pieces, but when it's sent down too early because you're not enjoying it, it isn't broken down enough and it continues on the path through digestion undone and causes a huge amount of bloating and discomfort. Um, And I could go on, but my point is that you should be attracted to your food. Your soul wants the nourishment and it craves the nourishment. And... Your soul wants that little spark and twinkle in your brain that signals that you're doing something good for your body. Um, And with knowing this, go make, you know, try to make a nourishing bowl for yourself with avocados and sweet potatoes and leafy greens and mushrooms and an Asian fusion dressing with tahini, lime, and soy sauce, and the fresh jasmine rice that fills your home with that distinct jasmine rice, nutty, earthy flavor, and sit down with that bowl of food and present it to yourself with gratitude, and thank yourself for making this dish with textures and color and different flavor profiles that pair well together and take three deep breaths before you eat. And become one, become one with your food. And recognize that this food is energy and it's information. And it carries a certain vibration. And that 
you are choosing to consciously put good information into your body that is literally infused with gratitude. And my mouth is watering right now. (laughs) See? Like, just talking about this makes my mouth water. We are supposed to feel this love from our food, from our soul first. And then after you eat, observe how you feel. Like, do you feel satisfied and energized? And what I experience is that chewing each bite thoroughly and recognizing flavors and being slow and more present as you nourish your body, you even give your body more time to recognize that you're satiated and that you naturally eat less instead of scarfing down the entire meal and feeling uncomfortably full after. And then maybe after dinner, you treat yourself to some chocolate or a spoonful of peanut butter with honey because that's what you want in the moment and it's feeding your soul. And that you're, and just know like your, your body recognizes that you're allowing yourself to enjoy life and be present with your needs. How stunning is that? <laughs> I love that. This has been an incredibly significant breakthrough for my own self. And all of these little, you know, like, Things that I'm mentioning mentioning are things that I've experienced, you know. I've genuinely noticed that I I eat lighter portions because I I realize I don't need to eat this entire like gigantic bowl of food. I I'm genuinely satiated after, you know, three quarters of it, and then I save some for later. And then I I'm not feeling so um heavy after a meal. But this ultimately to me is the level of health that we should be aiming for. And it is okay if it takes you a while to create these habits and feel like you're taking a step backwards sometimes in your progress. Just learn to forgive yourself and move forward in your journey. It's about sustainability and knowing that you have a life to sustain and it's your job to become one with your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit and your nutritional well-being. No one is coming to to do that for you. And know that you have the capability to learn everything you need to learn to be able to do this and feel good about yourself. And, um, yeah, I, I just thought of this, like, whenever I'm going somewhere new and experiencing a new adventure, you know, like, um, trying something new, a new hike or just exploring, like, I feel alive and free-spirited and curious, like, Take your soul on that same level of adventure with food. Um, Dedicate one night a week to trying a new food in a meal, like a new ingredient or 
maybe cook dinner that's inspired by a specific country. Like, my favorite thing to eat is Asian food. And I always think it's fun to do, like, a pasta night, you know, like, pretend. I don't know. I'm in Italy. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) You get the picture. But to wrap this kind of up, I always feel like I want to again acknowledge that I have personally the ability working a full-time job to afford good food and I completely understand that this might be harder for some people and that's something I'm actually continually brainstorming is to create some sort of tool for people to reference if you're shopping on a budget and still want to make conscious food choices um and Personally, I do splurge a little bit more than probably the average person because I'm, I love food. And, but when I was still in school or in college, I, as I eased my way into more plant-based lifestyle, I was, I tried to be aware of like, you know, the difference in my grocery bills and they were not that more expensive than when I was buying meat or just unhealthy snacks because they don't, they didn't fill me up ever. So that's just a little tidbit. Um, I have my little tips that I'm more than willing to share if people are, um, interested in that because, um, I think I do a pretty good job of finding finding whole foods that aren't breaking the bank but anyway I hope this excites you as much as it does for me and I'm so excited to um for more topics to be discussed in the future but until then that is my little rant for the night I love you all so much and I hope you try some of the things that I mentioned today and If you have any big or small breakthroughs or new recipes um, or anything you'd like to talk to me about, just DM me on Instagram. I would love to create dialogue. Um, Yeah, have a beautiful week and I will talk soon.